Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Welcome to Hawthorne. I'm Julian Slowick, and tonight it'll be our pleasure to feed you. The curtain rises. Over the next few hours, you will ingest fat, salt, sugar, protein, bacteria, fungi, various plants and animals, and at times entire ecosystems. But I have to beg of you one thing. It's just one. Do not eat. Taste. Savor. Relish. Consider every morsel that you place inside your mouth. Be mindful, but do not eat. Our menu is too precious for that. And look around you. Here we are, on this island. Accept. Accept all of it. And forgive. And on that note, food. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. It was desperately trying to come out. Yeah, especially the people that listen to our podcast on one and a half times speed. Oh, I know where the junk is. I'd stab you right in it. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This... Yeah, I, don't, I guess there's really nothing you can do. No, I tried, you know, I thought maybe I'd drink a bunch of Diet Coke or something and try to belch out, um, you know, the greater good. But I, yeah, or, or French maybe, you know, because of French cuisine or, or, yeah, it was really hard to come up with an idea for tonight. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah. the only thing I could think of is like, maybe you try to intimidate, intimidate, not the right word, um, impersonate. Ra- uh, uh, Rafe finds. Rafe finds. All I got to do is not blink. Yeah, and take your nose off. Yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because he kind of. Well, we'll we'll get there in a minute. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. I'm All sure. right. Anyway, this is episode four hundred and thirty-one. Four thirty-one, and tonight we're talking about the menu. I'm very excited to talk about this. This is a very new movie. Just came out like what feels like five minutes ago, and everyone is talking about it. And it just so happens that we are also talking about it. We are trendy people. Yeah, we're not usually. So Sean, what? Who's who's on our menu for tonight? Oh, who is on our menu? Well, first on our menu, our course one is Andrew. That first guy to go was actually the luckiest, Jimison. You know, I hate s'mores. Like, I don't <laughs> like them at all. Seriously? Really? But every time that someone offers me one, I take it, and I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and every time there's a campfire, I think, God, we should make s'mores. But I seriously hate s'mores. Oh, my gosh. What is it? They're what sticky or something? Or? I, I, don't, they're, they're I just good. don't like them. That's interesting. I mean, I, I can't. Know what it one, is. Have you ever done one with a Reese's cup instead of chocolate, like a Hershey's chocolate? Yeah, it's and I so thought that good. that would, I thought that that would, it just bastardized it. And it just, yeah. like, it just turned it into, 
Yeah, I, it took something good, which is a Reese cup, and then put it with something that I just can't stand. <laughs> and which, so, oh, it's so good. The funny thing is, is like I don't like graham cracker outside of a s'more. Like, yeah. if you said, "Hey, would you like a graham cracker?" No, I don't want a graham cracker. How about I put some melted chocolate and a burnt marshmallow on it? Yes, I'll take two on either <laughs> side. You know, it's just funny. You know my what mother... else chaps? Real quick, I'm sorry. You know what else chaps my ass? Yeah, what's that? What's that? When someone makes a perfectly good cake and nobody eats it. No <laughs> one ate that cake. That was so like honestly though, were you were you feeling it? I mean, if you if you were in their situation, would you want to eat the cake? I, I'm like, not hundred percent. I would have probably Listen. tried it. Because at that point it felt like everyone was pretty, you know, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Accepted, accepting yeah. of their fate. I am in for all forms of cake. Yeah. <laughs> including the band. All right. Our course number two tonight is yes. Sam. I've been craving cheeseburgers for days. Vector. <laughs> I specifically went out to eat last night and, and got a cheeseburger um, <laughs> for dinner. I specifically did. And in no way, she, it was very good, but it did not look as good as the one that, that she had in the movie. Yeah. But Sean, it did look like five guys, that burger. It's what it Sean, I need of. I needed to go over to Ralph Fiennes over there. Rafe. And he's going to whisper in your ear. Rafe. And and Ralph Fiennes is going to uh, send you to the back room. Um, and, and you can do whatever he, he tells you to do. Okay. I, Just I, so you know. I do want to know what he said. You know, like, <laughs> hey, so you're a failure and everything you do sucks. And everything about this experience has been awful. You should just kill yourself now. You know? Honestly, though, in, in ways to go. I think the fire would have been the worst. Yeah, absolutely. So like, oh yeah. yeah. So, Burning. so, so of course the, you know, oh, God, we're jumping the gun. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Spoilers guys. <laughs> this is a, I know it's a movie. We're going to spoil the hell out of it. <laughs> but if you're listening, if this is the first episode that you have, you have found us and this is your first episode, God bless you. Thank you for being here. But we have, we spoil every movie that we review because yep. usually yep. they're not brand stinking new. Yeah. Um, usually. So, all right, and our yeah, third, who's our third course, yeah, our third and right. fourth course, I guess, because it's two people, so I'm not quite sure because yeah. they're not a pair. Like they're a couple, but you don't want to have them at the same time. You need to savor them separately. They're not a supplementary course, though. No, I mean, no, no, no. They're they're definitely main courses, right? right. Oh yeah, so, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I think actually, I think maybe I think uh, maybe one could be the the main, and then the other can be the dessert. And listen, oh, okay. I like dessert. <laughs> Just as much as I like a main course. I'm just saying. Yeah, don't we all? So, making their uh, making their delicious return. <laughs> uh, I'm the entree, baby. I'm the entree. Oh, I was actually going to make you the uh, the dessert in this case. Nope, that's Mike right over there. Well, I want to be. I want to be the cake. I was going to say it's not because Tabby is sweet. It's just because uh, I actually like a. I, I like a good salty, uh, like a salted caramel sometimes, you know, and, and Tabby is the, the saltiest person I know. So I think this works out. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, like a pickle dipped in chocolate. That's your dessert, bitch. Actually, uh, or actually a fried Oreo, too, because fried Oreo, you know, you got the chocolate and, the, you know, but it's also got the salty of the fried part. So, like, you know. I think I'm that a works. S'more with a pickle chip on it. How about that? That sounds awful, but okay, yeah, I'm with it. 
I'm with it. Would you eat one of those, Andrew? Uh, a, a pickled uh, s'more? <laughs> you know what? Somebody would say, here, here's a s'more. And as much as I <laughs> detest it, I would be like, all right, fine. All right, and Sam. And then I would hate myself a little bit more for trying it. Sam, when we get together, when we do uh, my my birthday next year, we're going to make sure to do s'mores and just make sure Andrew eats all of them. <laughs> well, as long as we don't blow you down the mountain. There's so, that too. I haven't introduced our guest yet. So making their delicious return <laughs> is Mike. Why did they have to go play hide and seek? And Tabby, our salty dessert. Tabby. Also got invited to the wrong dinner party and had to kill the hostess from the Happy Hour podcast. What up? Hello. <laughs> so can I just say that if if I'm, I don't know, if I'm either a dessert or entree, I could be both. I could just be the uh, Kentucky State Fair cheeseburger where the donut is the bun. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the Paula Dean uh, kind the, of thing, right? The, 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 I'm the that savory guy. and sweet. Yeah. Yes. I'm a yeah, bacon perfect. cheeseburger on a donut bun. Okay. I'm that Krispy Kreme donut. Krispy Kreme donut, right? All day, yes. Yep. Yep. For our That's for how we our, do it uh, our northerner northern listeners, you don't understand, but Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts is basically just round cake. You know. <laughs> well, it, yeah. Yeah. Krispy Kreme is 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 the only donut. So it's the, the clouds from God. The the doughy <laughs> clouds from God. You know what? Somebody stick some marshmallow and some melted chocolate in between two donuts. <laughs> I, count me in. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure how that would work logistically. I guess we'd need, we'd need like a donut that didn't have a hole in it, you know? Uh, yeah, but, uh, we're going to, we'll do it tomorrow. Well, I enjoy a challenge. Uh, yeah, I know you do. That's why you've been on this podcast for uh, <laughs> well, seven, see, now, years. now I feel obligated to, next time we're together, I'm going to have to create a s'more that Andrew will actually like. But but here's the problem because he's going to accept every s'more that I give him, and and eventually, hopefully, he'll find out one he likes. But we'll uh, can, we'll have some interesting combinations. Yeah, I like it. can I throw it out there for a s'more that you might like? Sure. Okay, so you've heard of like well, they're I guess they're grasshoppers this or is like an the alcoholic chocolate... beverage. Yeah. No, it is not. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it isn't actual. I mean, the cookie, the the. Fudge rounds. Mm. You take the Ooh. yeah, take the okay. No, you, you don't even need chocolate or graham cracker. You take the fudge round, cook your marshmallow, put it in between two, and boom. Mm. There's your s'more. That I could that I could be on board for that. Yeah. We can't hear Mike. Mike is coming through Tabby's microphone. For for the past <sighs> two years, that's the only way. Sorry, I was on mute. Uh for the past two years, that's the only way we've made s'mores in our fire pit in the backyard is we just buy a pack of fudge rounds and a big bag of the giant marshmallows Yep, and do that. I'll try go. No, I'm going to try that too because it seems yeah. less messy because the chocolate or, always slides off. Yep. Yeah. Or her, uh, Tab's mom will buy us the, the marshmallows that has the chocolate center. Inside? So you get double the chocolate. Jeez. I didn't know. And maybe you guys knew this, but I didn't know that graham cracker crumbs were so flammable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I say we uh, I only say we the take ones the made in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, made of exploding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I obviously that, that was like graham cracker mixed with gunpowder or something like that. But who knows? So let's pull up a comfy chair and dive in to the menu. Two thousand and twenty two's the menu. So. 
IMDb uh, lists this as comedy horror thriller. Yeah, it's And yeah. So here's the thing. This movie came onto our list simply because uh so Mike when you reached out to me and said, "Hey, uh, you know, cuz I said, "Hey, you guys want to come back on?" Yeah, of course. What movie do you guys want to do? And you wanted to do the the 2013 remake of The Evil Dead. And oh, at yeah. the time of you sending me that message, it was streaming. And at the new year, a bunch of stuff got taken off. This is like the second movie this year that we've had to change because it's no longer streaming. Yeah. And so uh, I said, hey, it's not streaming anymore. And then it just so happens that Sam watched the menu, I think like Monday of this week, yeah. right? And yep. and you said, hey. Or no, Friday of last week. Friday yeah, of last week, yeah. And said, hey, we should really do this movie. It's really interesting. And I said, oh, okay. So the only thing that I knew about it was that a bunch of people had watched it on Twitter and were commenting about how the menu was really interesting and creative and whatever. And even just looking at the poster and seeing the little bit of the commercials that I've seen, I 100% assumed that this was like a cannibal movie, right? (laughs) I I thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were, yeah. Like they were there to eat people, right? That this was some kind of culinary restaurant, right? Where every month, week, whatever he does when he opens his restaurant, because it, I didn't realize that in the, in because he says it in the movie, there there are six days a week that they do this. This just happened to be the last, the last night, but they're 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 open all you know six days a week. So like, I just assume that this is like like once a month, everyone goes to this restaurant and it's super fancy, but everyone dies and you have to cook each other or something. Like that's what I thought was gonna be happening, and it's not that at all, like <laughs> at all, and. I mean, it was probably halfway through the movie where I realized they're not going to be eating people in this thing. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, my, I, I had a similar uh, thought about it too. Uh, when I forget which, uh, which course number it was, but it was the mess. That was the name of it. And when I saw oh, them pulling the God. plastic curtain behind uh, yes. the guy and then the plastic sheet down, when he shot himself and then a couple uh, courses later, they brought out one of the, one of the dishes that had the bone marrow on it. I thought, Oh shit, they cut this guy up and <laughs> this is him. They're eating. I thought it was like, Oh my gosh, teams against each other, like eating each other, yeah. like eat your partner kind yeah. of thing too. Yeah, I had no clue what this was really about. So fortunately we are here. If you have not watched this movie, and you are relying upon us to tell you whether you should or shouldn't watch it. Well, bless bless you. But um, maybe you Please should go I watch it first, though. I yeah. mean, it's just so good. Stop well, listening right now and go watch it and then come back and listen. Yeah, yes. I, I, I do think this is one of those where I think you kind of need to watch it to, to really appreciate what we're about to talk about. And Andrew is going to tell us exactly what it is that we are talking about. All right. A young couple, which... I got some beef with that, no pun intended. But a young couple travels to a remote island to eat in an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. What's your issue with young? No, the issue is couple. They're not really a couple. Well, we don't know well, that yet. But We don't know that. You have to infer, I think. Yeah. Right? Well, You, you infer, but there, then you kind of get more there to are the some story hints, later on down the road. There's some hints along the way, uh, because I kind of caught on fairly early that she was not 
uh, you know, she was a lady of the night. Um, <laughs> because uh, it, right as they were getting on the, the ship or the boat, whatever that was, um, the yacht, uh, she said, your name is Mrs. whatever, Westbrook or whatever the name was. Mm-hmm. And she said, no. Um, and, you know, it was awkward. And I thought, um, there's something up here. So I, I knew then that she was not his significant other. Well, yeah, I mean, that that is kind of, and he keeps he keeps awkwardly commenting on her, like, or complimenting her, like, oh, well, you're the, you're the coolest, girl, coolest girl here. And so it made me think, like, there is something a little strange, like maybe a new girlfriend or something, someone like out of his out of his league kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, you're better than I am, Andrew. I had no point thought she was that until she was like, "Yeah, I'm that." I was like, "Oh, okay." Because again, I was just waiting for people to get at, so I wasn't even paying attention <laughs> to the fact that you know she was yeah. uh, a professional, as you would say. By the way, she and I share a birthday, which is kind of cool. Does she know that? I don't think she knows that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we I'll can make her. it known. Let's go. Is it oh, yeah. Anya, T- Anya, Anna, Anya? How do you say it? Is yeah. it Aunt? Taylor Joy. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. Margot. Amazing in uh, Queen's Gambit. Amazing. Yeah. The only other movie I saw her in was New Mutants. Oh, Okay. okay. I saw her in, we saw her in The Witch. The Witch, yeah. yes. I told I, you, see, she I was keep, in The okay. Witch. I, I keep forgetting about The Witch. Yeah, because you didn't like it. Oh, I didn't she like was a kid either, in it, too. Yeah. 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 She's uh, got them weird eyes. She does have very piercing eyes. You know what they are? They're, I noticed it as, they're very wide set. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and like I saw shirt. something not too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something not too long ago that said that people with very wide set eyes have a high IQ. I don't know if that's true. I just, I didn't, yeah. Well, she I plays chess really well. She does. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I uh, I couldn't make it through the Queen's Gambit. I watched, uh, I think, three episodes and just got so tired of it and just could never finished it. So, anyway. I might have to give it a shot. I guess yeah, I will, yeah. maybe. I, I don't know. I have so yeah, many other really things different. that Sam yells at me for not watching. That, that, yeah, that's true. That, that, <laughs> You've never you seen th- The Office. I've yeah. seen the first season of it. And see, on it. Yeah, that's the problem, is that they made me watch the first season one, and I was like, this is mean. I don't like this. <laughs> no, watch, watch Beyond That. You're fine. Yeah, I just haven't, because I haven't. Or Game of Thrones. Uh, I watched the, the first season, season of, of that in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. But <laughs> there's the, so many good stuff that with, happened. With the Starbucks in cup. the middle. Yeah. I just got tired of it. Again, I got the tired. The part is the middle. Tabby, we've had this conversation. I you, know. All of the shows that you watch, you like because people are horrible to each other, and I don't like those shows. <laughs> There's a lot of death. I don't care about death. I don't have a problem with death. It's just that, like, I mean, Star Wars has a lot of death, but... But it's like a chess game. Game of Thrones is literally yeah. like a chess game that seven kingdoms are playing. Except for in Game of Thrones, the queen uh, needs dragons to help her win something. <sighs> anyway, back to the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Tabby's, Tabby's doing Andrew's job of trying to keep us on the, I know. <laughs> on the, on the path here tonight. Uh, so, yeah. And this was obviously everybody's first time viewing this. So this wasn't... Uh, I mean, Sam, did you rewatch it for this or no? I actually did. Nice. I actually did. 
Um, because I finally got my wife to sit down and watch it with me. Cool. Yeah. So it, it was that was really really cool. Did, and, she, did um, she like it? Because that's in, that'd be interesting. Yes, she did. All right. Yes, she well, did. Can I ask she, you a question? Yeah. What What did you feel about the rewatchability? I actually enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But m- mainly because uh, I I watched it with her, right? Um, yeah. And I was waiting to see, especially after the 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 menu, the uh, can't remember which course it was, the mess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, she jumped because she she just jumped. Um, and you know, it, it, sometimes it's fun watching a movie, you know, with someone like that, or uh, you know, with things like that, you know, it's coming. Mm-hmm. But the second time around, because I, I wanted to a- a- answer the question in my brain, why didn't they try to fight back? Yeah. That was the one that after the first viewing, it was bothering me um, that they didn't try to leave or or try better as a group. I mean, they had three young guys there that could have done something, but they didn't try. And that that was bothering me. <laughs> they didn't yeah. try to. to they fight were all back. bitches. And um, I still didn't get quite the answer I, I was looking for the second time around, but it was still a lot of fun. It was mm-hmm. still a lot of fun. Well, as fun as a movie about people getting burned alive um, gets to be. <laughs> well, and, I'll, and I'll although the, you know they're setting up a sequel, right? I didn't know that. Really? With with who? Just different. Well, no. The only the, the thing it's I know called the, it's called the taco truck. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it going to be like like Glass Onion, where there like there's a there's a like who would it be? I guess it would have to be her. No, right? or it, just another. The, the, I make I make a I made a joke with with my wife that remember he said his hands were asbestos, get asbestos hands, uh, yeah, yeah, and that the the fire couldn't touch him. So that's he's gonna come out like Daenerys Targaryen Targaryen and uh, walk out of the uh, the restaurant alive gotcha. and naked. <laughs> and naked, I like it. So I'm okay <laughs> with that. Yes, Ralph Fine. I naked. have a, I have a pitch for a, a sequel. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. So in the uh, in the first one, obviously we have Lord Voldemort as the head chef. So in the sequel, I think we should use Bellatrix Lestrange, <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. I was gonna say Daniel Radcliffe. Actually, I think he that would be all well, plot twist. No, Daniel Radcliffe should be one of the guests at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I I don't know why. So I watch the TV show The Rookie, and it stars Nathan Fillion, and. He's an executive producer on it, so this is now, I think it's now in its fourth season, where he just, he has the ability to just bring on friends of his into his show for cameos. So Alan Tudyk has been on at least an episode, if not two. Um, The girl that played his daughter from the show Castle was on the episode Uh we watched last night. Uh, The woman that played his mother in Castle has been on an episode. Like... Uh, I don't. I don't remember if Adam Baldwin has been on this or not. Adam Baldwin was on an episode of Castle. I remember that, but I don't know if he's been on this show or not. But anyway, it's just kind of funny. I just like whenever I, whenever you have an actor that's known for a one thing like that, you know, like Nathan Fillion is known still for Firefly Surrender. Like that's what he's still mostly known for. You know, so like if Ray Fiennes here was like, you know, making Voldemort references throughout the movie, because again, his to me his affectation was Voldemort. He was just he was just Voldemort cooking food. You know, yeah. I just yeah, I mean, yeah. 
That's just that's that's all I could see because it was almost the same way of talking. He just didn't have. Uh, he was using, I think, an American accent as opposed to a British accent, but. It it was weird hearing Ralph Fiennes do uh, an American accent, but you could hear his British trying to like poking through, squeak trying through. Trying yeah. to, yeah. 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 It was desperately trying to come out. Speaking and of. It's weird. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, speaking of desperately trying to come out, Sam, why don't you go ahead and give us your five word review? Oh, okay. <laughs> I only have one. Um, one tonight, and it's not because I didn't like the movie. Or it's it's because I think it it encapsulates what I thought, and it is a masterclass on ratcheting tension. There were this movie did such a great job of basically building a menu, um, and building to a climax that that was just I thought incredible. Um, her the way she was able to escape was brilliant um the each course and and the the idea that each course kind of started twisting the knife early right you know you got the bread course that the breadless course that that went into the um oh what was after the breadless course uh the the tortillas right with the pictures yeah, ta- of what they do wrong mm-hmm. on them taco uh-huh. night yeah. you know you've got the mess you've got i mean you've got it just kept getting more and more and more uh, tension and, and the guy losing his finger. I just love this. I had a, I had a blast and I thought it was an interesting story. I do have a problem with the ending and only so far that if I was at one of those tables, I would have been trying to escape. I would hope I would, I would be, even if the, even the, the chefs had knives, you know, you saw them at the very end there, they all had knives standing at the doorways. You know, I would much rather die from a, Nifoon than I think burning alive. So that's what I was just about. Right. So um that's the only problem I have is that they didn't quite delve into the idea of why they didn't they didn't fight. And I guess they left that for us to question. I'm not hundred percent sure. But um I think uh Ralph Fiennes I think he channels his uh silence of the lambs Hannibal Lecter incredibly well in this movie um you know the guy doesn't blink he's he's emotionless to to a certain extent um and he's he's it's it's a cult right i compare this uh when i was talking to my wife about it to uh, midsummer right where this felt like you know the fish out of water where the diner is coming into this restaurant um and and having to kind of live in this this world with them um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun, and uh, I, I even enjoyed it the second time around. Well, and really, Margot, uh, Anya Joy Taylor Johnson, whatever her name is, she, <laughs> she's, um, she's, uh, she really is the fish out of water, right? Because yeah. everyone else kind of belongs there, right? High class. Yeah, high class, a lot of money. You know, that one couple that's been there like 11 times, you know, like like all of those people can afford to be there, and she was really our eyes for the movie experiencing mm-hmm. this because as she's going, what is happening? The rest of us in our chairs are going, what is happening? You know, whereas that, like that one food critic is like, oh, it's all part of the act. That guy just shot himself. It's fine. Those are squibs and special <laughs> effects, and that guy lost a finger. Oh, it's all part of the act. Like she was so delusional she didn't 
she couldn't yeah. see what was happening in front of her. She yeah. almost she I it seemed like she thought, oh hey, this is dinner theater. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. was just trying to play into that. Well, again, like he said, she was delusional. Yeah. I mean, she had put herself so high on a pedestal of everything is made for me and this is my well, I mean, I got that too. I mean, well, she obviously mentioned that, but the from from my perspective is I took it as oh she clearly she's assuming this is you know dinner theater she's been to one of these before so she's just under the impression that this is happening again but it's more of a suspenseful ride for her because she doesn't know going into it that it's she's or she's assuming it's just a dinner then all this stuff happens and she thinks it's dinner theater because of the uh, the mess. Uh, dish mm-hmm. that's kind of where she oh that's a squib okay cool this is dinner theater well let's play along I'll, I'll play along i'm into this bit she thinks the whole thing is a bit until later on in the film the thing that i don't get well one thing that i don't get the couple that's been there 11 times mm-hmm. they know this is not dinner theater and they're not, not part of it yeah right although know, he did try he he was adamant about leaving too yeah, well, and that's then, true. He was I mean, the he, first one he, that was... He was the only one to really get injured trying to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of thought that m- there would be more injuries of people trying to, you know, escape or get out early than than that one little uh, phalange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I... I mean, it was in their gift bag. So, I mean, yeah, he did put it in the gift bag, which is hysterical at the end. I just, the, the ending <laughs> made me laugh because he made them pay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he, like, they, you know, like, like the, like, pay the, to die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, even the guy goes, no, no, no the magazine will pay for this. You know, like, <laughs> and <laughs> do you think that they, because in my mind, I thought that they were all putting their, their cards on the table and and their their money and all this thinking that okay she's messed up this whole evening for him because of her uh cheeseburger and so maybe if we just pay he'll let us go that's kind of how i looked at it is i i i I, it felt like to me that once she was able to leave because even the woman kind of gives her permission like go yeah yeah. It felt like at that point everyone had just accepted that we're going to die here. This yeah. is just the way it is. And and you're not wrong, especially the 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 hide and go seek scene, which was again kind of weird for me because it's like there was no there was no consequence of it other than yeah. they ran. I mean literally the the whole purpose of the scene was just to get the women together to talk. So she mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, you know my husband, right?" And she's like, yeah, I know your husband. Okay. You know, like there was there was no other point other than and then to have the joke where the guy's hiding in the chicken coop and then is given an egg for being for the prize. last one found. But like <laughs> to your point, I part of me thinks, well, those three guys, maybe if they stay together and do the boat thing together, maybe they get a shot. You know, that there was I don't know. I just it, you're not wrong, guys. It, it is kind of weird. I mean, the movie does say they kind of make fun of itself, right? When the guys like, I'm surprised you guys didn't try to fight sooner. Yeah, they actually did say it. Yeah, which which I think is what got into my brain. Like, why aren't they leaving? Yeah, why haven't you tried? I mean, you're not wrong. Those, but those three guys were not dude bros, right? Those are, you know, those are uh, 
you know, Wall Street douchebags. I, I think that they were Wall Street douchebags and they were riding coattails of um what's his the face? Angel that, investor. The angel yeah. yeah what got drowned. Yeah. yeah. So they were just there like they were his hype men. So they were like, Yeah, do whatever you want to, dude. Just keep giving us money. Yeah. No, you're right. Again, like there there were those were young dudes, but I, I think any one of those three guys is if any one of them is challenged physically they would back down in an instant because like yeah. i said i think yeah i think yeah. those were just wall street douchebags the, the only guy i mean none of those men in there were you know strapping whatever i mean even john leguizamo which we know him from movies where he can be a badass he's still just an actor yeah, yeah. so uh i don't Daniel care pulls a yeah. hammy Running away. And too. in real life, he's an actor. He is. He is both a actor in real life and, and in the movie. I always love it when actors play actors. It's always kind yeah. of fun. It, it's, it's a little fourth wall breakage, a little bit. And his dialogue with his assistant was some of my favorite. And mm-hmm. again, I, it's one of the things I captured, which I, I'm very happy about. <laughs> All right, whose turn for a five-word of use? Uh, Andrew. Okay, I'm going to give mine, but but don't. Uh, I'm going to beg of you one thing, just one. Don't listen, hear, <laughs> comprehend, and perceive. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was good. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. So my my review here again is probably not five words. I don't know. I just wrote some stuff. Um, an enjoyable yet uneasy film with a great mouthfeel. Oh, nice. Don't ever yeah. say mouthfeel again. <laughs> <laughs> I agree you know, with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this movie, I feel like, is almost uh, a, a love letter or hate mail, maybe. Hate mail is a better word. To everybody who goes to a restaurant and takes a picture of their food and it's all very superficial, yeah. you know? Um, and, and as I was watching this, I thought, you know what? I kind of do those things. I don't just enjoy, I mean, I don't do it very often, but I know people that every meal that they eat, there's a picture of it somewhere, uh, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be a little stretch, but uh, it, and there's nothing wrong with taking a picture of a pretty dish, but do we really sit and enjoy food and the experience of eating the way that that we could. Now, some of us in probably didn't do that too much. Like I'm probably yes. guilty of that. But uh, there's kind of a I don't know. There's a there's a whole culture right now of we just kind of we we like it for for what it is and it's cool. It's kind of a fad, you know. But anyway, uh, this movie I felt like kind of hate mail to those people. In some in some ways, I think it's a lot um, of ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what it reminds me of, Andrew, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in just a little bit. Think of it in the music world. Yeah. Think of it with some of the composers nowadays that are composing for critics or for snobs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and the the and like this movie was saying, the the love is gone. It's all analytical and it's all just you know theory rather than 
making music for for fun and for enjoyment yeah. and and i could see i could see that in that world as well maybe that's the sequel maybe so <laughs> a, a, a musician yeah it's like but, uh, sorry go ahead no, no i was gonna uh, say oh i was gonna say i just like the way he said uh eat taste he said don't yeah. eat taste yeah taste your food and i think that's in today's society is like people don't sit down with each other and taste food and enjoy each other's company is kind of what what the direction of it it was as well is we just shovel food into our mouths and keep going with our busy day instead of sitting down and and enjoying each other's company and the food that is in front of us yeah yeah and i guess in a lot of ways uh, we kind of do that with the many things in life other than food. You know, we just kind of, we don't enjoy it for what it is. We kind of take things for granted. And I think that's, again, they're kind of poking fun or, or sending hate mail to, to those people and to that culture. Um, yeah, especially the uh, people that listen to our podcast on one and a half times speed. I do that. <laughs> Sorry. Um <laughs> I can re- we can relate. You, Guilty. You need to sit and enjoy my voice. <laughs> That's way we can entertain <laughs> them. <laughs> but anyway, I, I had a really good time watching this. I, th- I thought it was uh, a good movie, and I expected it to be because, like you, I saw a lot of good things on Twitter and and social media about it, and. Uh, went into it with some high expectations. I won't say that it's, I mean, it does have some rewatchability factors, which is what I was kind of digging into with you earlier, Sam, that it, the second time through, it's kind of like a whodunit film in some ways that you already know what's going to happen. So there's a little less um, anxiety. There's a little less uh, freshness in the second yeah. time through. Yeah. Um, because I did watch a little bit of it again, um, just to catch a few few things that I may have missed the first time, and it uh, wasn't as fun the, the second time. Um, but it was it's still good, and it still was very clever. And the way that she uh, escapes finally there at the end, I think you mentioned already, was just yeah. so smart. And she, I feel like she began to. She was the one, like whoever said it, she was the fish, Sean said this, she's the fish out of water. I think she related to the chef Mm -hmm. more than anybody else there. And she kind of saw, you know, and he kind of saw the same thing in her, that they are the servant class and they don't get what they deserve. And, and, you know, so there was a little bit of cohabitation, coexistence there between the two of them. Uh, for a little while, and <laughs> and I think that there was a little bit of a relationship. That the thing that I didn't understand was the scene where he asks her to go to get the barrel, and the the uh, the other lady that was there, kind of as the hostess, um, she said he didn't tell me anything about the barrel. I knew nothing about it. So. Was he trying to replace her like she thought he was, or I think she was just crazy, honestly. Or was he just he was just trying to, you know, I don't know what he was trying to do there. 
I think he was trying to test her, honestly, in my opinion. I think he was trying to test to see how far she would go. Like, if you want to make it out, like, he, he, I think he's seen that, that she had the, the power to actually, like, leave and, and get away. He was just wanting her to find it on her own, her own strength. Yeah. That's just me. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the idea of being replaced again, doesn't make sense in it, it's the one thing that the movie does that, you know, kind of annoys me. This is really the only, my only part. And this is the, the Hans complex that we've talked about before is that people are acting on camera in ways that they normally wouldn't because we now know the outcome. Right. Right. So when she says he, you, you can't replace me. You know that after tonight, there's no, there's, there's nothing happening. So he, she can't replace you because you're both gonna die at the end of the night. So even right. if he picks her to be the new hostess of the island, it's only gonna be for about thirty more minutes. So yeah. her to my, say that is my honest opinion is that um, is that that was an addition by the the. Uh, producers network studio to basically say you need an action set in this piece uh. well yeah if you're gonna have a final girl moment we we need to have her get bloodied up a little bit I, there, there could be that yeah. i don't know it it also just could be like you said they're a cult and maybe she yeah. honestly thought even, even in the last moments you know she wants to be the one standing next to chef when the curtain goes up and she didn't want Margot to be that, so maybe, maybe it could be, it could be both. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still a cool fight scene. I'm not gonna lie, so I, I kind of enjoyed it. I, I have a a bit of a theory, and uh, I was wondering if the only reason that Margot chose to be with Chef and the the rest of the cooks was because because after she was, everyone was told everyone dies tonight. Do you think that maybe she assumed that all the guests are the ones that die and that she was trying to join up? She was uh, going to go with chef so she could live. I don't. Did she choose? I don't think she, she chose. chose. She did say, yeah, she did choose. Yeah. And then so he you, rescinded that choice. Yeah. Sorry, Michael. Ed. Do you think that that's why she chose chef and his group? Because she didn't want to die. She was she was assuming it was a way out and a way of survival. I don't. My my opinion on that take. It was just is, a thought. I, I, I know, but my rebuttal for yeah. that is she's seen herself as one of the the hands, one of the the persons who actually like worked for what they created, what they did. She didn't see herself as one of the hoity toity jagoff sitting at the table right, who right. bossed everybody around even though she was there as one of those people but she really deep down inside didn't feel herself as one of those people where she was one of the workers one of the 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 behind the scenes kind of people like your your average oh these are just line cooks these are your right. average typical blue which is where she's seen herself in that I'm, position I'm in this group so right. this is my people. So here, she so connected with in. them on a different okay. level. Like she connected with them on a personal level compared to, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here with this guy. Cause he gave me $2,000 to come here or 
I watched the old man whack off and made two thousand dollars with that guy. What do you, what do you guys think? Um, I I kind of felt like I don't. I, she was probably, in my opinion, in the moment where he says, "You know, are you one of them or are you one of us?" And at this point, Tyler had already pissed her off a couple times, <laughs> and because I, I think at that point he had already called her a child. Yeah. Yep. And so, so for she, me, uh, it, it, there might have been a survival thing because it kind of feels like, in the moment, it kind of does feel like, well, if I say I'm with him, then maybe, yeah, maybe just the guests are the ones that die tonight, and you know, the I, I can be part because that because when he when he proposed that suggestion to her, that's honestly kind of where I thought that this movie was going to go was that that the 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 diners were going to be killed off one at a time and you know she, she was going to have to kill the last one yeah she was going to have to kill tyler or something yeah. and then now she she takes over as the head hostess or whatever and then that's just kind of how this island works again i i at no point saw this being a red uh, a Kool-Aid scenario where the cult all kills themselves <laughs> like i never saw that coming at all and yeah. i was pleasantly surprised uh, with that, and honestly, the the I mean, I called it. Early, I referred to it as cheeseburger porn earlier today. Like watching them make that cheeseburger was I was that's like yeah, two and was. a half minutes of the movie of no yeah. dialogue of uh, him making a cheeseburger, and I thought this is some of the best movie of, of film making <laughs> I've ever seen. It was really Sean great. got a chub. Sean got know, a chub on that one. A little did. bit of a, a cheeseburger chub. A little cheeseburger thing <laughs> oh, happened in there. Yeah, I got I got a cheeseburger chub. Well, I still want to eat that cheeseburger. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And that even when so, she so good, even when she took it to go, which I thought was so clever. Yeah. She's like, "Can I take it to go?" He's like, "Okay." And like yeah. he gives her a, a a gift bag and 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 the box. <laughs> I mean, it was all very lovely. I just love the idea. Really, I love the idea that again he knows. This is the last meal ever. But we have crinkle fries? <laughs> yeah. like, well, they I, have everything. They've but they do have right. everything. I mean, and it's a fully functioning restaurant, and they would be yeah. stocked for, for whatever. I just... I, uh, I liked how when she did the cheeseburger, when she made that order... She reverted back to when she saw the photo of him. And That's why her. she did it. Yeah, yeah. She knew that she instantly that was her knew, way this out. This is gonna break him. If I yeah. if I do this, that's going to break him, and this is my out, it's and called, I'm going to take it. It's called bringing back repressed childhood trauma <laughs> to hit those heartstrings and, and, and bring well, that out of... Oh, well, I it's... Don't, but for right. him, it wasn't the it's childhood... trope, though, isn't it? Isn't that right. a trope in movies, right, that they used in this one, where you bring back a memory that makes the bad guy change his mind or do something mm -hmm. different? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, because exactly. it wasn't like in that case, it actually wasn't a childhood trauma. It was, I mean, it was the it's only picture memory. of him smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he like, was happy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah. A, it was actually a childhood fond fondness. And so that's when she yeah. says, "I want a cheeseburger," and I love how she challenged him. Though, which was, I thought it was brilliant. Like, yeah. oh, I don't think you can make a cheeseburger. And she's like, "Not one of your weird things, your weird creations. I want an American <laughs> cheeseburger." And he goes. Yeah. Okay. And she says, and he's like, what kind of cheese do you want? She says, I want American. He goes, because it's the best because the cheese doesn't crack when you melt it. And I thought, yeah, right. 
oh, that probably is actually why it's always American cheese. <laughs> so and and I don't I don't think that when when she made that order and he was listening to her talk about it, mm-hmm. he didn't he looked like he was repressing something or trying to hold back. But at the same time, when you watched him make it and create it, you could see him kind of having that nostalgic feel where he's like, oh, man, this really takes me back to a happier time in my life. And I get to kind of recreate this and go back and revisit that part of my life where I was I was happy. happy. And I get to I get to bring that back and to now and do that for somebody else. But she also yeah. talked to him like he was an, a, a human, like he, like yeah. on the same level, like she wasn't scared of him. Like she she didn't have any. Like, yes, she said yes, chef, a couple of times, but it was more along the lines of Ugh, yes, chef, instead of you know everybody else yes, chef, like military grade, and and like she the line cooks were right, or even the the guests did, but she yeah. she talked to him like, hey, cards are on the table. You talk to me that way. I'm gonna talk to you that way. We're gonna we're gonna eat level out here. Humanize the goons. Yep humanize the goons so going back to his childhood trauma Mm -hmm. that was another thing that i felt was a little awkward was his mother being in the restaurant and it was it just felt a little out of place for me and i I didn't really understand the the relationship and i didn't understand the because she was just drunk the whole time yes and uh, is there a reason he wants her to die? I think there is a reason, but they don't really hone in on what. Maybe she was there supporting him the entire time and he wanted her there at the final. Or does it go back to when he was telling the story about his father? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. I, does it, it kind of connect those two? Like his mom was a part of this, except uh, when he was younger, dad died. Mom lived, but mom was involved on this child, this traumatic experience that he went through in his younger years as a kid. But mom is still alive, so now this is kind of a chance to, you know, take mom out too, yeah. without her knowing. It it kind of felt like a psycho scene, you know, where like mom is always watching and he has to take orders from her or whatever. I don't know. There was there was a strange relationship that isn't really ever explained. I mean, like when. Uh, Margot basically says, I'm not eating your food because this isn't food. This is just, you know, liquid dots, whatever. Like, yeah. that's when he walks over and he puts his head on her and kind of has a meditation moment with her and then yells at the, it, his, his... With his mom? Yeah. 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 A very weird, awkward it, moment. But, I mean, you know, again, this like... is also a guy that's, that's it's leading a cult of, of cooks who are willing <laughs> to die... I mean, when that lady cook stabbed him with those scissors, that that those paring scissors, whatever shears, whatever they're called, I thought she stabbed him in the junk first of all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what yeah. I told Tab. I said, "Oh my God, she just stabbed his penis." Well, that's what I <laughs> thought. That was the point, right? Because she was like, "He tried to have sex with me," and I said, "No," and then he tried again, and I said, "No," and he tried again, and he said, "No," and then eventually he stopped, and he felt shame, and I didn't leave when I should have, and so then she stabs him. And he just kind of hunches over, and I'm like, "Oh, she just cut his junk off." Uh-huh. And then he pulls it out of his leg, and I was like, "Oh, that's. I mean, it hurts, but that's." I think that was a cop out, honestly. I do too. I think, like, I, I think he should have gotten stabbed in the dick. I really yeah. do. Yeah, that would have made more sense and would have been 
I have a theory on that too. Wait, I was Let's go ahead. How many theories do you have, Mike? <laughs> Wait, I, I've got one though that she stabbed him in the thigh to set up for the next course, which was the chicken thigh. Well, that's okay. That's true. No, the course that yeah. was before the. I thought the chicken thigh was before. No, you're right. The it, chicken yeah, was after. No, it was before. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but it had the scissors in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that was planned. Like she, he knew she was going to stab him in the thigh. Mm-hmm. My my theory is another theory. I is okay. she she was trying to stab him in his junk, but she missed. Yep. <laughs> she was. They were locking eyes. She wasn't looking where she was going with. Oh, I know where the junk is. I'd yeah, I, I, she, I I bet you Tabs so could stab in you the in the nuts right now if she wanted to with blindfolded. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, yeah. After 13 years of marriage, it's not hard to figure out where they are or, not, or are not. <laughs> but, but no, what I'm saying is, aim for the knees. She, she was locked on him, and she just moved her hand towards his junk, but she, she missed. It was, a, she was, she didn't mean to stab him in the leg. She's a bad shot. She, she's just a bad shot. I don't know. I, 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 I can't go there for a person that is as precise as he is, and. Expects perfection from whatever you know. When you're having to slice little bitty things and what all the stuff, I, 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 that was I think intentional. I think that to call back to the 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 leg, the chicken breast taco thing. That, uh, you know. But I'm I'm with you guys. I still would have rather seen his. You know, I mean, hell, I don't care if you get graphic. I don't care if she shows her reach down his pants and snip, snip, and then like shows it to him. Like, yeah, like whatever. Although. Because it was Although a. Although I think, go ahead. No, go I was ahead. just saying because the purpose of it was it was a punishment for him being a a gross dude. So I'm I'm okay with it. Really, <laughs> stab him in the dick. Uh, anyway, before we get any further with more dick things, uh, Mike, why don't you do your five word review? Because we haven't done yours yet. My five word review. My five word review is as follows it was suspenseful funny confusing wild ride all right what you got tabs i don't like your food oh nice i loved that line it was great and then the best part was when she ended it with and i'm still hungry yep oh i loved it i loved that i would have done that but it was only four words yeah. Well, you could do four because I have two, and yeah. one of them actually is only four words. I I like to build credit for Andrew because he usually goes over. <laughs> so my first one was clever horror movie with food, and the second one is a it's a play on the whole dinner and a show, and that's just a, a, I guess I could say a dinner. So that's your five words: a dinner and a killing. Yeah. yeah. You know what this movie kind of reminds me of is Midsummer. You know, you yeah. have this. Yeah, uns- I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That. But it, I'm glad. <laughs> but it does. It, I, sorry. Yeah, it, it does. It does have a midsummer feel. The other part that it reminded me of, and it feels like more movies are doing this, is did you guys watch, any of y'all watch Hunger Games? Not Hunger Games. Did you guys watch Squid Games? Yes. No. 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 Really? Yeah. I'm. Uh, that actually surprised me, Tab. You love watching people suffer. I'm surprised you would. I do. <laughs> that that's that movie that show is you right like up your alley. Game. Yeah. Well, we haven't watched it yet. I should say. I mean, I can get Gunner up here. He 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 could tell you all about Squid Games. Yes, our nine-year-old son who is familiar oh, with. Oh, good lord! <laughs> well, my ten-year-old knows about it too because the kids at his school watched it and told him mm-hmm. about it. 
Yeah. I mean, like they had, they got, his whole class got in trouble because they were playing Squid Game. They were playing Red Light, Green Light. It's just that they had two kids on the opposite sides of the Red Light, Green Light person pretending to shoot down people that are moving. That's awesome. I I I love it. I think we were all playing Red Light, Green Light 30 years before Squid Game came out. That's, yeah, yeah, but, 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 but like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but when the person you turns around, you just no walk back to the start. You don't die, right? Like in 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 my son's case, they would go, okay, you you and you and you 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 die, and you just lay down. You would fall down like you've been shot, and yeah. then you can't play anymore. And then there was a couple of other games that they played from the show. He described them. And I'm like, I mean, it wasn't oh. just that tug of war. You know, it's tug of war and you die. And so I was like, how do you know this stuff? And he goes, because my classmates watch this stuff. I'm like, how do they have access to this? And he says, because he literally, my son literally says, because their parents don't care what they watch. Can I change my five-word review? (laughs) Okay. Voldemort is a pretentious chef. (laughs) I like it. Because Ralph Fiennes is Lord, that was Lord Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How how hard was it like when when he starts speaking his his first few lines in the film you're like oh my god that's Voldemort mm-hmm. I hear it oh, that's yeah. him that's the smile the the tone in his voice that's Voldemort he's well, that, he's trying to hold it back that that monologue that I captured one is is long I apologize but I liked it because it just sounds like Voldemort is lecturing the Death Eaters on how to eat food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's teaching the Death Eaters how to be Death Eaters. Yeah. Yeah. Savor your death eating. Yes. Don't don't eat your death. Taste your death. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just eat it. Taste the death. Enjoy it. Savor it. But like in that monologue, again, one of the reasons why I captured it is the monologue kind of tells you what's going to happen. He goes, Mm -hmm. you're going to experience this island and you're going to, which they did. They, They were there. Like they got to experience kind of all of the island and, and then he says, uh, and forgive. Uh, and acceptance. That was yeah. the other thing. Acceptance and then forgiveness. And that's what they did. I mean, literally, up until he drops the, the coals to light the, the gunpowder graham cracker, like, when he says, uh, t- whatever, he says something, I forgot the line, and they all repeat, thank you, chef. Like, they're just, like, they okay. Yeah. Yep. I, I read um, an article today because I, again, I was hung up on why they didn't leave, and the director mentioned that the people who stayed fully bought into the menu by the end of the movie. Yeah, that they had basically been not brainwashed per se, but the cult of personality had overtaken them as well. So they turned uh-huh. into Tyler at the end of the movie. Basically, yeah, God, that makes that makes a little sense. But I don't know that if I were one of those people that I would have been swayed that easily. No, no. I take out like half, at least half of the chefs in the back, just trying to get out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'm with you. It's like you, you, you kind of want to, but again, I don't know. Do 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 these people really have something to live for? I don't know. I mean, the only one I really felt bad for was the assistant. Yeah, yeah, she was only there on his dime and to to kind of like be a an arm piece. Mm-hmm. Well, she was yeah. the assistant. No, no. 
No, I, I wouldn't say an arm piece. I mean, she was his ex- executive assistant. I mean, he he kind of feels like a, a a guy that can't function without that Assistance? kind of person in his life. But like, her only crime was having was not having student loans. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. to Brown, you have to understand. Well, he's a Yale guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking more Stanford. Or, or or maybe Cornell or something. I don't know. There you go. Cornell. It, it was, it's just, but that like, that line made me laugh. I mean, this movie mm-hmm. had moments where I laughed more yeah. than I expected to. Oh, yeah. And, which is, I think, maybe why in the, on IMDb, humor is first. Um, Which, by the way, so, we kind of made the joke about it. So, uh, earlier with Daniel Radcliffe, the movie, the role of the movie star was originally written for Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, like, wow. That would have been awesome. Hold on. Are you telling me that Voldemort's role was written for Harry Potter? No, no. No, the, no, no, the, no, no, no. The John movie star. John the movie star, John. Oh, yeah. John, John. Oh, my God. That would have been. That would have been amazing. That would have been pretty cool. And that the oft-maligned cool. movie that they were going to reference was going to be the Victor Frankenstein movie. And then when John Lumazama was cast, the movie was changed to Calling Dr. Sunshine. Oh, because Harry, yeah, uh, Daniel Radcliffe yeah. was, was in, in Igor. Yeah, Igor. Yeah. Oh, Igor. this is it's... cool. I didn't realize this. Okay, here we go. The seven sins are covered by the six tables plus staff: greed, Soren, Dave, and Bryce, who embezzled gluttony; Tyler, who is willing to die for his food lust; Bust. Richard, who's a cheater, envy; George who's a washed-up name-dropper, Pride, Lillian and Ted, who believe the dinner is just for them, Sloth, Julian's, uh, Julian's mother, who did nothing to stop her husband's abuse, Wrath, uh, Julian and the other chefs who, uh, and who are murder everyone. I said that wrong. I was saying, I said that, I said that incorrectly. But you know what I'm saying. Wrath, yeah, yeah, yeah. Julian mm-hmm. and the other chefs who murder everybody. Uh, Sloth, Julian's mother, for not doing it. I I, I put the emphasis on the wrong part of the sentence. That's awesome. But it is kind of neat that they did that, that that was was there. Um, Sean, Sean, you just blew my mind. That is awesome. (laughs) Well, IMDb blew your mind. All I did was read it. Um, (laughs) I give you credit. I give you credit, Pally. Also, sorry, just kind of another thought that I had that just kind of along the same lines is I wondered if the movie is set up like a meal you know we get that amuse-bouche at the beginning of the introduction of these characters and them getting on the 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 boat right yeah and then we get the first course of uh you know we're getting to the island i i I don't know i didn't dissect the movie that well but i wondered um after i'd watched a little bit of it the second time if it if it is kind of set up that way I so like I that. Know. That's cool. Yeah. I have to watch this again now. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> totally. That's two mind-blowing things back to back. I have to see this again. <laughs> I have to. So, you guys remember a little while ago and it was I mean this was a while ago. This was like mm, September when we watched um The Gentleman. Yeah. And I was like, guys, man, I can't wait to watch this movie again. I was so excited. Like it, it had been a while since a, a movie we had reviewed made me excited to watch it again. So I actually watched it again not that long ago, uh, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and really, really enjoyed it 
as much the second as time. As much as the I second did. time. The, yeah. Knowing that's the Matthew McConaughey uh, British. Yeah. Um, the, the pot thing um, that pot was thing. Uh, yeah. the guy Richard Mafia. Yes. Yeah. 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 Not the yeah. Not the actual tracksuit mafia, but yes. <laughs> Uh, but that episode is named that. Thank you for that. But so to, I, I'm saying that because, like, as as I got finished with this movie, and the fact that you watched it with your wife, Sam, is really interesting because it's like I wonder if I could. Wa- I think I could watch this with Sarah because the violence isn't that crazy. No. no, and it might be something that I try to watch again. You know, in a little while. You know, in a in a in a few weeks or something or honestly next week because the movie we're doing next week I have already seen twice I don't really know if I want to watch it a third time but uh, we'll uh, we'll discuss that later alright anything else before I get to clips nothing here alright because I just realized that I haven't really even talked about our notes we just dove right into this movie which is really cool and <laughs> Um, I, I didn't take that many notes. Uh, I did a few, uh, and I kind of mentioned like, what was the point of the chase just to be dicks? Uh, let's see. Wow. Shut up and eat. That was, uh, uh, that line that, that beast said to, uh, what's your face? Um, and he also, I also thought, oh, and Andrew, to your point, you said that you knew that you kind of could tell that there was something up between them when he didn't know her last name. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was, uh. I just thought that was just a douchebag move. I didn't quite realize that. Oh, it's because she's. Well, he did, it wasn't that he didn't know her last name. He didn't know her name at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I, and I saw and I really liked the fact that she was like he goes who you know uh, when Chef is says who who are you? I'm Margot. Mm, you don't look like a Margot. I have I have fed Margos. You're not a Margot. I like the fact that he could tell. Mm-hmm. You know. He could just tell. I like that. Well, I think he already knew because if you think about those tortillas and the the uh, the older gentleman and the the wife says, "Who's this woman in the picture? Is that not her?" It, uh, I guess it would be right. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it could be anybody. I mean, it, it this... could be anybody. But I I just assumed. Are you okay, Sam? Her. Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> you you look like. Either Kimberly has just pepper sprayed you, or you have found the funniest thing on the planet. Like, what is happening? Oh, you'll see here in a second. Oh, is it a new Kim- background you're about to unveil on us? Yeah, yeah. Once it loads up. Okay. Well, for the podcast <laughs> listeners, I guess you're going to have to go to YouTube and find out what's what yeah, Sam is check laughing out at. YouTube. Can I just say that I found it very, very awkward that the older lady looked at her husband and said, "Why does that look like our daughter?" Well, that was the that was the yeah. horrible part, right? That yeah. was it, especially the second time around. You realize, you know, Ew. yeah, <laughs> how gross that actually was, and why and, she ran away. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that part. I must have missed that some part where the fact that the daughter she, ran away. I thought yeah. she died or something, but the fact. No, she, I. Th- I want to say it's when they brought the tortilla shells out and she was like, why does that look like our daughter? Have you seen our, have you, have you been seeing our daughter or something? Yeah. Have you talked to her? And he's like, no, not since she's left or something. Well, and then, and when like, when they first sit down, she even says, she kind of looks like our daughter. He's like, stop obsessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. I, I, I must've just missed that. Oh, that one line, but 
No, yeah, no. The 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 dude man deserved to lose a finger and other parts. So, I agreed. I yeah, I'm. I don't feel bad for him at all. Uh, at all. All right, I'm gonna play a few clips here, and I like the the I I, I just captured this because I love the the last phrase that she says here. Dinner is typically four hours and 25 minutes. Each day ends at well past two in the morning. So yes, it's best that we all live here. You guys ever get burnt out or? Burned out? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Like tired of doing the same thing. Chef holds himself to the highest standard and so do we. We never burn anything unless by design. To make delicious. To make delicious. I love that phrase. I don't know why, I just, I like that phrase. Oh, Sam has found a picture and has changed his background to something horrific. I don't know what's happening. Ralph finds beating up a ginger kid. <laughs> is that what that is? Why? So it's no, it's it's Voldemort beating up Harry uh, Ron Weasley. Is that what's happening? It looks like it's a, like a, an angry hug or something. Yeah. You know, you know who I Thanks, thought that was. I thought that was the guy that plays uh, the Punisher in the Netflix series. You know? Yeah. John Bernthal. Yeah. John Bernthal. Yeah. Here you go. Here's another one. That's, uh... <laughs> this is this is terrifying. Oh my god. That kid's mouth is just not right. I don't like that. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Sam, don't lean down anymore. That's terrifying. Okay. Oh my god. Well, no, while, we all, while we all while we all relish, like, you know who that is. That's uh, older Prince Harry. Yeah, okay. yelling at his yelling at his past self. Yeah, right. That's what that looks like. <laughs> I hate you for that. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, Sam, seriously, it's going to give me nightmares. You got to get rid of that. I want to marry I'll, Megan. I'll something no, you yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I she, do. She will ruin the family. No, she's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> she's the best I could do. <laughs> Ron, Ron, Ron Weasley has come to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I can't. Obviously, I can't play clips until we've moved past this. So, in, in, any other ones you, you got there, Andrew? No. All right. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the eat line. Please eat. The menu only makes sense if you eat. But you told us not to eat. That is not what I meant, madam. You know it. I love that. She just throws it back at him. But you told us not to eat. <laughs> just, so, it's such I a child answer. He, he says the menu only makes sense if you eat. And I wonder if, if they hadn't have eaten, would he have finished the meal? I mean, would the, the, finish the menu? No. Well, you know maybe I mean? that's why it worked on her. Like, it didn't work on her because she didn't eat. Yeah. Uh, her, the, 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 the boyfriend, oh my god, or not the boyfriend, but the guy. Just, it's so funny. Like especially when you think back to all of his actions, and then knowing that he knows. I mean, he knew that he was going there to die. Yeah, um, that's crazy. It, it it really is, and he just and he was all for it. I mean, like even when it was time for the the men to run away, he didn't because he knew there was no point. Like uh -huh. he knows that 
Oh, it, it doesn't matter. Like he just he just hung out there at the place. And he totally deserved to get. I mean, she hit him. It wasn't a slap. That was a closed fist nail. She, and he uh, totally deserved it. I oh loved yeah. it. I loved it. She she clocked him pretty hard. Yeah. I, I think it was the fact that he accepted that this is the chef that I've wanted to taste his food. I finally get to taste his food and I can die happy. But then when he brought him to the kitchen and embarrassed him, that's when he was just like, okay, I've, I've failed chef. So let me go hang myself in the, in the freezer. His, his suicide felt very forced, not, not from a, uh, an actor character perspective or an actor perspective, but from a character perspective, like he chef knew what was going to happen. He planned this out. He's like, I'm going to humiliate this guy who is obsessed with me. I think it was because he interrupted him so much and he kissed his ass so much. He was like, well, if you think, you know, bergamot, then cook me something. But, but not to the point of I'm going to embarrass him so much. I'm going to make him hang himself in my, in my meat cooler. Oh, I, I think would. that was the plan the whole time. Because mm-hmm. he said, like, we corresponded. We, you wrote me letters. Like, he knew that this guy was obsessed uh, okay. with him. Like, I, I think he, he brought him part. there specifically so that he could do this to prove to him, just because you know our language doesn't mean that you know how to talk like us. Yeah. And I, I think that was 100% done on purpose. But, and I love that the, scene. The, the tension... It's, I mean, like it's like it's like Chef Gordon Ramsay, only if the contestant instead of losing a game goes and hangs themselves. I mean, it was great. I loved it. And when he takes a bite, <laughs> I have captured one of the one of his insults. But like when he takes a bite and goes, "This is absolutely awful." <laughs> it's just it was amazing. So you think Tyler was so obsessed with Chef? that when chef humiliated him to the point of trying his food and telling him how bad it was, mm-hmm. he knew, Oh, if I say this, that's going to make him kill himself. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe it's like, you know, from the, the movie serenity, right. You know, um, for men who have failed as completely as you older, older, uh, civilized, you know, civilizations would fall on their swords. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. like, you've, you have failed so utterly. There's nothing for you. Like, you don't deserve to die with the rest of us. So yeah. you got to go okay. do it by yourself in the freezer. Well, you, you actually, you've changed my mind on that whole, that whole bit then. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Okay. And I also, I, I see it like that now. And I also love that uh, uh, Anya Joy Taylor has zero remorse. She sees him, looks up and down, keeps on going. Like, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. He's. He's better off. What a douche. All right. By the way, I was just reading, and Andrew, you are, you're 100% right. I was reading in the trivia here. Much of Margot and Tyler's early conversation takes on an entirely different light when it's revealed that they're not a couple. And Margot is a escort he hires. From Margot cheerfully commenting that Tyler is paying, not just for their meal, as originally implied, to Tyler lamenting that he hadn't spent time with a woman like Margot before, their dialogue is peppered with double meanings and foreshadowings. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tyler died a virgin. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I don't know. I mean, he did have a girlfriend who 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 broke up with him, which made me wonder, like, because he because Chef had originally invited wanted her to go, so like. 
what was her sin? He had to have had a story too. Yeah, right? what was her yeah. sin other than being other than dating this douchebag? You know, because I mean, some of the sins in that move that room weren't really all. I mean, he just he killed the actor because he made a bad movie. I mean, it's a good thing he didn't invite Nicolas Cage there, right? Like, <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of movies, here we go. This is one of this is one that I'm I'm proud of. So here we go. Uh, I I love this bit. If you were leaving, right. which you're not, mm-hmm. why we, what would you be leaving for? Associate development co-exec. What the hell is that? It's in development, so I'd be developing or, or, or helping to develop things. Why would that be better than working for me? Okay, so as soon as that scene happened, Sam and Andrew know this about me. I love The West Wing and have watched it um, at least once a year for the last five years. This same bit happens in The West Wing. This exact same thing. So I went and captured it. So here is the exact same bit in The West Wing. I'll come right out with it, CJ. I'm a big fan. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I think there's a place for you in our company. Doing what? Development. What's that? Development of projects. What's that mean? You'd be developing feature projects. Movies? Yeah. You know what? You don't want me. You want Toby or Sam. I'm not a writer. No, no, we have writers. Well, I certainly can't direct or act. Uh, No, you'd just be in development. And what's that? Shepherding projects, developing them. I thought a guy writes a movie and a guy directs a movie. Sure. And in between there are designers and technicians and actors? Yes. So tell me what I do again? Development. (laughs) Okay. Well, at the moment I have a pretty good job and I understand what it is. Okay, so that's that's the bit. I just... I love that bit. I just, I love it. I just, I like to, I do like it when Hollywood kind of makes fun of itself a little bit. And as soon as, because even Liguizamo, who is an actor, who is in that business, doesn't know what development means. I love that. So (laughs) I just, that cracks me up. All right. I was very proud of that one. All right. Now, this line was said a bunch of times and after the third time i was thinking about doing a super cut of this but then i realized that that's just more effort than i'm willing to put into this podcast so <laughs> you're you're only going to get it one time please sit it's all part of the menu harry it's all part of the menu that that line was probably said seven or eight times yeah, not just by him, by other people too. It's all part of the menu. But like I said, after about the third one, I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to do this." So that's the one you get. Uh, this is him mocking Tyler, and this made me laugh. Uh, leaks. Get to cook some leaks. Mm. Leaks. This is your station here. <laughs> what else? Um, shit. Would you like some shit? No. <laughs> shallots. Shallots for the great foodie, the phenomenal Mr. Food himself. Everyone gather around. We must learn from Tyler. This is a, a new uh, a new dicing method of which we have been woefully ignorant. What next? <laughs> I love that. He just uh-huh. he's just burning him. I love it. I really do. Would you like some shit? <laughs> when he when that. he said, "Would you like some shit?" That's what I went from. 
oh, this guy, he, Tyler's about to like be initiated. And then when he, said, when he goes, would you like some shit? I went, oh, nope. He's messing Oops. with him. This yeah, is, I got, this is, this is a prank. I got some real Gordon Ramsay vibes from that. Yeah. From that scene. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was the point. I mean, I was waiting for him to, to put two pieces of bread on him and say, what are you? I'm an idiot sandwich, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, but we didn't have sandwich. any bread in this movie. There was no bread. You're not no wrong. Bread. There was no bread. They, uh, did you guys notice that um, the very when Tyler first went up to the kitchen, he's asking uh, one of the chefs kind of, I guess, trying to show off what he knew and says, are you doing something or other on this machine? When the mm-hmm. basically a machine to make foam um, for things. It's the same machine she uses to kill or to knock out um, Elsa. the uh, yeah later the on hostess. in the movie yeah yeah oh that's funny I didn't know I didn't I didn't pick up on that but that's cool and I think you just took one of Andrew's trivia questions oh <laughs> <laughs> um no that's cool I didn't I didn't I didn't pick up on that I also really love the music in that it's yeah. just that single violin yeah. that's almost cheerful you know like. If you change the scene and show like somebody painting or carving something, I think it works. You could also probably change it to uh, like a World War II setting where a guy is coming out of the, the battle and he's seeing friends for the first time and it could almost be hopeful. You know, uh-huh. like it's this really interesting movie, this music. Oh, leaks. Get to cook some leeks. Like it's kind of hopeful here. and happy, and it's um, this guy is just getting, uh, sh- you know, skewered. Shit. Would you like some shit? No, uh, yeah. Sh- 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 shallots. Sh- I really like that. I think that was really good. Mm-hmm. It's very suspenseful. The violin part is just. Yeah. I mean, it's super suspenseful because, like, you can take it either, like, okay, this is super happy, kind of chill, but then like. If you listen to it again, depending on the, the the situation on what's going on, and that's how it could also be taken is like, okay, so he's putting up. This is cool. Like, we're vibing. And then, like, when he fails completely, the violin's still the same. And it's just like, oh, okay, that that he did not succeed. Yeah, I mean, and you're not wrong. I think the violin adds to the, the tension. What yeah. What really builds it for me is the energy in the room like all of the other chefs there all the other cooks whatever they're called like the looks on their faces they are disgusted yeah that tyler is in their kitchen you can see it on their faces like it's really good acting on their part and the 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 sarcasm is dripping off of uh off a of chef i i really love that scene that's one of my favorite scenes i thought it was great and then uh my last clip is the one where i again i laughed out loud what school did you go to? Brown. Student loans? No. I'm sorry, you're dying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, so bad. that's kind of funny. In, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a world right now where we're arguing over you know, student loan debt forgiveness, she, she went to a school that's $60,000 a year and doesn't have any loans, so either that... Liguizamo paid for it, or she has really rich, you know, parents. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it's possible she's incredibly smart and got a full academic scholarship. Those do happen, but mm. not usually to private schools like that. But I don't right. know. Uh, and usually those people aren't admins to a washed-up actor. 
Um, which, by the way, I did read that Liguizama was channeling. This is so funny, uh, and you guys will like this. I said, thank you, Will, because I liked it, and we all like the same things. And that is that he was channeling his inner um, Steven Seagal for that <laughs> for that role. Nice. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Because the movie star was a... Uh, oh, no, I said that. Hold on. Where is it? I can't find it. Anyway, he was basically acting like Steven Seagal because he had such a... A, a, a bad experience working with um, Seagal on the movie Executive Decision. Even though Seagal's only in that movie for about four and a half minutes. Mm. I, I thought that was really funny. Okay. Time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? This is where we're going to play our game. That's right. This is the game that we call, Hey, Did You Notice? Andrew has has created five very hard, I assume, questions about things from the movie. And um, Mike and Tabby will play against Sam and myself. Uh, Mike and Tabby will go first. If they get the question right, they get a point. If they get the question wrong, Sam and I have a chance to steal. And if you guys win, I will mail you more stickers. And if you lose, I will probably still mail you some stickers because I have a bunch of He's going to go and take the stickers away. Yeah, I'm well, actually going to drive to your house and take the ones I already gave to you. Yeah. Just, just we we have some new stickers under our new name that we're going to send you guys anyway. So, oh, how about that? Sticker trade. Yay. <laughs> All right, Andrew, take it away. All right. Mike and Tabby, here's your first question. Okay. In, Let's what, do it. in what month and year was uh, Chef Slowick employee of the month at Hamburger Howie's restaurant? It was July 1988. I don't agree to that, but okay. <laughs> well, you got to think of how old Ralph Fiennes is, and then you look at the photo. I was going to say March of 87, but okay. Okay. Well, Andrew? All right. Sean or Sam, do you have a guess? Oh, oh, oh. I thought it was later than that. Uh, I'm... Uh, I'm going to say 1993. I don't know why that stuck in my head. Uh, for some reason, I was like, hey, Jurassic Park. I don't know why. but No. Was it was it earlier than that? Was it the 80s? I think it was the 87, okay. if I remember right. All right. And so I'll say the... yeah. month and year. All right. So I'll, I'll, if you say 87, then I'll say April. Okay. April 87. It is August of 1987. <laughs> August. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. So, so we can the, at least have a point. Well, I would have to give both of you half a point because you both said 1987. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. So, I'm the scorekeeper, okay. so there we go. Right. <laughs> well, Mike, Mike and Debbie have to split a half a point, so you both get a quarter of a point there. Okay, that'll work. I'll take it. All right. Um, okay, so Sean and Sam, this is your question. Uh, Hawthorne Island, where the restaurant is located, is made up of how many acres? Fifteen. He said that was such conviction. I can't deny it. So, Tabby and Mike. Oh, uh, how many acres? Uh, twenty-three. No, 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 no. Hold on. I take that back. <laughs> I take that back. It is uh, shit. Um, would you like some shit? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> 
Can no, I have a guess? No. Well, okay. You say your guess and I'll say mine. It's uh 20 uh, okay, 23. 23 acres. I'm going to say less. I'm going to go 11. It was a small island. It was a small island. No one got it correct. It was 12. Oh, you were very close. <laughs> 12 oh acres. I was a whole acre off. Can I get a can we get a half a point? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Mike and Tabby, this is your question. Okay. In the in the film, the chef's mother has one line of dialogue, three words. What does she say? She says what you said, how many words? Three words. I think I have it. Three words? You go ahead because I want to say something that is clearly wrong. Um no two of the words. Ooh. Is it shit? It's either fill it up or more wine, please. That's that's my boy. No, that's not right. No. What you said. Go with one of the things you said. <laughs> if I'm right, I'm gonna thump you. Um more wine, please. <laughs> John and Sam. It was something it's like han- handsome boy. boy. He's he's a right? handsome I, boy. He's a handsome boy or, or what a handsome what a, boy. What, what a handsome boy. It's something like that. It's handsome boy. Is Damn it, it a handsome boy? He's my, handsome. my handsome boy. My Mr. Hand- handsome boy. Yes. Mr. Mr. Handsome. handsome boy. I'll give it to you because that's really close. Yeah, Mr. Handsome Boy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sean and Sam, this is your question. How many days does Hawthorne age their cow meat? Uh, it was 154 because at 153, what happens? Oh, well, you get bacteria and die. Wasn't that, wasn't that the whole bit? I thought it was 153, but at 154 was the bacteria you die. It's, 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 <laughs> it's a game, it's Mike. <laughs> I, I swear it's 153. Okay, yeah, you're right, Sam. Then we'll stick with you, 153. Mike and Tabby. Well, it is. <gasps> It is 153. If you want to go with it. It is, I remember. Well, we we <laughs> just said that and we're wrong. We just said so. it, it was wrong. I, yeah, no, that, that's what they, they said, said it was wrong. No. At, at day, so is that your final answer? No. Okay, okay fine. Then you <laughs> <Isn't> it... <laughs> No, I remember. Go ahead. No, if I'm wrong, fine. Then, then. 156. At day 153 is when the. Meat goes bad. They age oh. it for 152. Uh. Is how many days they age their meat. Oh. So you were you were right with 153 being in that same conversation, but it was the opposite direction. All right. I said 154. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Whose turn is it? I, I, I've lost track at this point. Theirs. But Sean, they didn't even eat so any sorry. meat, which is like you know. No, like, no, no, no. It's well, they had burger. Yeah. Yeah. If and you're aging that hamburger for 153 yeah. days, that's uh, some blueberry burgers there. All right. Final question here, Sean and Sam. What is the first food served in the movie? It was that oyster thing. Oyster. Yeah. It was like an oyster. But it wasn't yeah. an actual oyster, right? It was like a. It was fake oyster shells. I know that because they were white. Yeah. Um, and but they it was like, but it was foam or something, wasn't it? Like it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. I'm going to give it to you because it, that's really close. Oyster 
mignonette emulsion, the emulsion. with lemon caviar, lemon. yeah, lemon and caviar. an oyster lemon. leaf. Yeah. And the reason that I wanted to make this a question is because what is that? Oh That's... my God! It's poops. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oysters with... with yeah. Sorry, That's I thought I would just hold it up to my chest. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, because that's where she makes the comment that I, I love uh, oysters because they serve what it is. It's a, a raw oyster with that uh, foam emulsion on top. Yeah. And, and she so, said yeah. she'd rather just have the oyster. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know who won, but that was that's that same, same when I won. So therefore, <laughs> yes. they owe us stickers. All right. You're, you were going to get stickers whether we won or lost anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. I do. Well, you were on the world record episode we back in August. We have your address. So I <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm going to get him whether I like it or not. Uh, all right. Cool. Time for uh, this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Our top three, since this movie is, you know, basically one long-ass dinner scene mixed with some violence and killing. Uh, so we're going to say our top three favorite dinner scenes in movies. And this week, we will start with Sam. All right. My favorite one. So my number three would be the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And uh, <laughs> when they're cutting into the, the, turkey. the, the, the turkey, right? Uh, my number two is uh, the Ratatouille scenes. Uh, several different scenes, but especially the, uh, the finale, the, uh, the critic eating the, uh, the Ratatouille. Yeah. And my number one has to be Denethor's feast from Return of the King. Really? When he's go gobbling up the uh, the tomato, uh, grape tomatoes, and uh, and going insane. I I I I can't believe that you didn't go with Doctor Sattler and. Uh, that the, was ice cream. You can't have ice cream for a meal. Why not? I've had it for a meal <laughs> no, all the time. It's no. still a meal. That, I can't. I, I still I fight. My family okay. want to have ice cream as a meal. Okay, so. we're gonna rewind it. I'm I can't believe you didn't go with principles. the the chili and sea bass in Jurassic Park. Well, that's true too. <laughs> I, I forgot about the chili and sea bass. <laughs> or when the uh, velociraptors ate the cow, I and mean, that was a nice, lovely mm -hmm. dinner scene. There you, there you go. Or when it the T Rex ate the the lamb chops. All right, uh, Tabby. Um. My number three would be Beetlejuice when right. they're at the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was super That's cool. A good one. Um, aliens. Okay. When they're at the, <laughs> in the chest burster. Right before. And then, yeah. yep. And then, um, of course, I've got to go with uh, Denethor in Return of the King. You, yeah. you hit nice. that one. Right. I, I Lord of the Rings nut right here. So. <laughs> All right, Mike. I'm going to go with Denethor in Return of the King. <laughs> number the three. Tomato is number three. because And it's number three because although that whole spread looks delicious, the way he's just pushing tomatoes up against his teeth <laughs> really, <laughs> like, soars me out. It's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Makes well, you hate him even more. Well, no. Peter Jackson did that shit on purpose. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. The pewter, my, uh, uh, the lead in the, uh, the whatchamacallit, it's supposed to be making him mad. So, yeah. Yeah. My my number two is the uh, is Tim and Lex in Jurassic Park eating all those desserts, the cakes, the ice creams, 
just all of that is that really like hits my sweet tooth but super hard. For her, she's eating fruit and stuff, so like, it was still a meal. But she's a vegetarian, that's why. Yeah. But fruit is good too. Fruit's good too, and it's good for you. Although Tim is shoveling ice cream down his gullet, and pies and cakes. My and you know, you one. have to think those you know eating scenes are always hard for actors because every time they they reshoot, they have to eat it again and again and again. I wonder how the how much those kids had to eat. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, they usually usually what happens is is that they'll take a bite and then they'll call cut and then they spit it out into a bucket. Like you're not actually swallowing it because if you take if you take four or five you know takes and then they have to turn the camera to shoot the other angle and you do it again, you're not going to be able to eat by the time. So yeah. usually they just have literally have buckets where they spit the food out um, yeah. onto the floor. My my number one is the opening credits to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, <laughs> when everyone, everyone is eating pizza, every yeah. time, even today. I saw that movie in theaters. To this day, every time I watch it, I have a huge craving for pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell this story, okay? He doesn't listen to the show, so it doesn't matter. I have <laughs> a, a new... Uh, Caleb? No. Uh, I have new coworkers. I, I'm at a new job. And the majority of the guys that I work with are significantly younger than I am. And I say significantly. They're in their, they're in their 20s. And Wow, that is significantly younger than you. And I was talking with uh, a gentleman, and um, we were talking about different you know, nerd things. And he was talking about a Comic-Con that he went to uh, a couple of years ago, four or five years ago. And he said... And and we got there because we were, I can't remember how we got there, but he mentioned something about you know Ninja Turtles or something like that, and and I said, oh yeah, you know, Ninja Turtles, and he goes, I was I was at this Comic Con and there was music playing, and I walk in the corner and there's like a stage, and there are four Ninja Turtles up on stage, and there was a right a, a, a rapper up there singing something called something Ninja, and I'm like, oh lord, go Ninja, go Ninja, <laughs> go, and he goes. Yeah, do you know that? And I said, yeah. And he pulls out his phone, and I'm like, that's Vanilla Ice singing <laughs> the ninja rap at a, at a convention. He goes, what? Why? And I go, oh, it's from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. They literally have a fight scene and then get up on stage and sing the ninja rap. And he, like, he had never heard of it. He'd never seen the movie. Like, because he's a nerd too, which was really interesting to me. I was like, "Oh, you need to go watch that movie. Then it'll make so much sense." It was just cracking me up. <laughs> His parents failed him. Okay. Yes. What you should have said was, "Do I know it, child? I lived it." Yeah, I, I was there <laughs> three thousand years ago. There. When it was, yeah, <laughs> I was there. I, I was a part of this. Yeah, I, I had that on VHS. Yes, I'm very aware of what it is. <sighs> All right, my top three are. Number three, Twister, when they're having the steak and eggs. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. I just that always looks really good. It always looks so good, and I just love the line where she's like, "He goes, where did you get all this beef? Did you see my cow out front? No." And she goes, "Oh, (laughs) it's like oh, you slaughter your own cow." (laughs) Uh, My number two is Close Encounters of a Third Kind, the whole mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. This is this is important. It just always cracks me up. Or you could do the UHF. A version where he makes fun of it also is funny. And my number one is Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country, because of course I'm going to start tight to Star Trek. And the the funny scene in that is that they have these blue noodles, and 
um, William Shatner bet the director that he could take a bite. So every time there's an opportunity to take a bite, uh, or there's also a blue drink, he would drink the drink. And so he's like, every take, he was making sure he was drinking it just to prove that he could do it because William Shatner is an asshole and he has to do that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> All right. Andrew, what you got? Um, I have uh, an, uh, two honorable mentions, actually. Um, one is a TV show, and that's Big Bang Theory because it seems like every episode they're eating. Yeah. And it's always Chinese, and I'm like, or Indian, and I'm like, I really want some Chinese food every time I watch that show. Or uh, Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, my other honorable mention is a little movie called The Campaign with Zach Galifianakis, and the whole scene where he, uh, you know, shaves the dog and glues the hair to his nuts. Um, <laughs> Good hell. The, the the whole conversation at the dinner table just. It makes me laugh. Um, so my number three is uh, the barbecue gator in The Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> but what are they having for, for dessert? <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. You, you, you invoked it. I have to find it. Hold on. Oh, I wasn't ready. My new computer is slow as shit. <laughs> oh, I gotta find it. Where is it? I gotta find it. It's there. You go. Water <laughs> boy sound. All right. Yep. Uh, number two, I have the imaginary dinner from Hook. Hook. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then number one, one of my favorite dinner scenes of all time. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Uh, from the uh, meet the parents as they're eating dinner there together, and yeah. and they break the the urn and the cat craps in the, in the ashes. <laughs> the ashes. Yeah. <laughs> so Stephen, good friend of the show, Stephen, um, and Steve. I. Uh, do I have that handy? Um, we you should. You invoke the name. You got to invoke the sound. I guess you're right. Uh, well, while I scrolled looking for it. So he and I watched Hook a uh, hundred times growing up. I mean, it, ridiculous amounts of times. And he, uh, he and I argued, and I don't remember which side of the argument that we were on, or who, who was on which side. But we argued that the, the, uh, that the feast, right? Like, it only became real once Peter Pan showed up. Like, for all of these years, they've literally been eating nothing. But then when Peter Pan came back and the magic came back, then they actually were able to eat food for the first time. <laughs> that was the argument what? that one of us made. I don't remember who. I'm sorry, I agree but with that. Thud has been eating. Uh, he was a chunky little boy. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but... <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I mean... But because like he couldn't see anything, it was imaginary to him until he believed, and then once he believed, then then the camera could see it. So that's why the argument was, well, once he believes, does that mean that then that's when it becomes real? Is because of him. So I don't know. Again, it, this is an arg- this is arguments from thirty years ago. So it's uh, <laughs> uh, it's not a big deal. All right. <laughs> Uh, I have been looking for the Steve, by the way, and I can't find it. So this, Dang it, is, John. this is what happens when I have my, I'm on a new computer. I have all the audio files. I just don't seem to have that one. So 
uh, and I and I also think I named it something weird, like Steve. I think I named it. No, it's not, <laughs> no, it's not Steve. I have because when I just type in Steve, I have every song that I have of Steven on my computer pulled up. Um. So, anyway, moving on to Twitter. Well, this will be interesting. We only had three participants. Uh, the internal cauldron of emotions uh, simply said, thank you for that nightmare fuel there, Sam. Uh, <laughs> said, an unexpected movie, loved it. No one could get to see that. Oh, it's on your background now. Okay, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's what AI thinks Sean looks like, by the way. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I AI look. AI is scary. I look kind of terrified, and my teeth look weird. Look that's the sound I hear. Like yeah. that's Sam. It looks like you you put me in the Polar Express. <laughs> right, right. You got the dead eyes over there. I think you also have a lazy eye or something. Yeah, <laughs> my my left <laughs> eye is off to the left. It's a little awkward. <laughs> One eye is listing lazily to the left over there. Yeah. <laughs> so the internal cauldron of emotion said unexpected movie loved it that was that was what they said and then uh of course drew from across the stars podcast and also from his other uh his uh attitude new attitude era wrestling podcast says beetlejuice star trek 6 and empire strikes back i assume he means when they, there was a dinner place set where vader was just kind of hanging out until they came in there you yeah. go yeah which he would be eating. No, he would I mean, he'd have to kind of stuff it through the little vent or little something. Little vent or whatever. Liquefy it. So in my Twitter post, I said, tonight's episode is about the new, and I put horror in quotation marks. Because to me, this isn't really a horror film. Not really. Suspense. There's a suspense, a little bit of a thriller. Yeah. But it's not horror, right? Not, yeah. And then, we've watched a bunch of horror movies recently. Uh, maybe not a bunch, but we've watched several. Mm -hmm. This does not feel that. So, good friend Ebony uh, from her two shows um, grew to gruesome, twosome, grew, gruesome, twosome movie review. Some gosh, that was hard for me to say. Who's been on the show? Uh, friend of the podcast. LOL'd my horror quotations, and then she went on a, a, a dinner scenes in any film? Question mark. Eating meatloaf in Rocky Horror is funny for multiple reasons. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Loved Ones, House of a Thousand Corpses, Eraserhead. You're next. American Beauty. Jang Django Unchained. NL Xmas Vacation. Oh, National Lampoon's Va Christmas Vacation. Seven. Hannibal. Dead Alive. And then she writes in the next post, I can keep going. And I said, I will read whatever you put up here, but this isn't really a top three anymore. And then she says, too hard to pick top three. There's so many good ones. It's the best thing. It's the best thing a out a... About like a typo about a dinner table scene. It brings people together. It creates tension. It's humorous. It's delicious. It's grotesque. So many things can happen around a dinner table in a film. So thank you, That's Ebony, true. for that. I really appreciate that. And also chiming in is the Happy Hour podcast. Thank you so much for participating. Also says the opening scene from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. So big shout out to the Happy Hour podcast. They are wonderful people. Big fans of the show. I appreciate them. Uh, at some point, we should probably have them on our show. Uh, that'd be nice. Oh, I think you should. They are fucking awesome. Yeah, yes, they are. 
Uh, that's it. Time for our this now. Let me scroll to this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give this movie a score from zero to ten. And uh, I think uh, Andrew goes first. Yeah, I don't know what IMDb gave it because I've already closed that down. Uh, 7.3. I, I was going to say, I think it was 7 point something when I looked. Um, at, yeah, and I'm going to I'm gonna go maybe a tad higher. I like it at around a, uh, a good, uh, usually I like it a little medium rare, but I'm going to go a little w- well done here to about a 7.9 out of 10. All right. Uh, tabs. I would have to give this movie a 7.7. Okay. Mike? I'm going to give it a pretty solid 8.5. 8.5. Okay. The only reason is because the forest chase scene, like, you didn't do anything to them when you caught them. Like, what was that? (laughs) Outside of that, outside of that, I thought it was fantastic, and I will definitely give this a rewatch. All right. I like it. Uh, Sam. I I enjoyed a lot of this movie. Um, there's there's certain questions I do have, um, but not so much that it takes away from the enjoyment of it. I, I give it a good 7.9 out of 10. All right. So we got some enjoyment here. Uh, I like that. I really do. And uh, all right. Well, uh, I too, I really had a good time with this. I, I, I rather enjoyed it. And it also helped that um, I, I did a little movie watch along with some other friends and uh, right before watching this movie. And it was a terrible movie, but it was like so bad it's good kind of funny oh, okay. thing. Yeah. Uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but uh, heard the name. I've not seen the movie. It it is yeah. It is hot garbage. I mean, Paul yeah, that's Paul, what I've Work, heard. Paul Walker, Denise Richards. Oh, there's your problem right there. Like this is Denise. Like this is like a 23 year old Denise Richards. Like right before she does Starship Troopers, and um, basically the idea is there's a mad scientist out there who wants to take a human brain and put it into an animatronic T Rex. Right. Um, but there's also a bully. Uh, like crazy bully, and the bully uh, basically kills Paul Walker, and then the scientist takes his brain and sticks it in the animatronic T Rex, and then the T Rex goes around <laughs> killing all the bad people in his life. Oh dear! It's awful, but it's amazing at the same time. It's one I of those movies. It. Uh, it's a movie where if we were to do it for the podcast, we would have to watch it as a watch along, like to watch it and review it normally. You 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 mm-hmm. would hate me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we watched it together and, and laughed and joked and stuff, it would be it would be worth to do, worth uh, worth watching. Anyway, with that being said, that kind of helped elevate this movie, in my opinion. Uh, I thought the score again I mentioned earlier. I thought the score was really good, very sus- suspenseful. I really loved just how it's not just like streaking, screeching strings. It's uh-huh. it's actually really beautiful music on its own. Um, with the way it's able to build tension and things. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight, just a solid eight. I really had a good time with this. And I was not expecting to. Again, I was expecting it to be people eating people. I really did. (laughs) People, people eating people. (laughs) I kind of had like a weird, like Jim Jones, Georgetown (laughs) about uh, almost halfway through. And then you realize everybody's going to die. Yeah. 
in a fiery s'more death. That's right. <laughs> I think it's the graham crackers. It is. I think it's the graham crackers. The chocolate and the mar- marshmallow is probably fine by itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did say they were industrialized graham crackers. I mean, he, yeah, he, he basically explain, explained all the things you hate about it, Andrew. It's like, yeah, I mean, his whole <laughs> his whole rant yeah. about it being like the uh, basically the equivalent of a, a food abortion. Uh, it, it, <laughs> that's that's a way to look at it. Yeah, that is a way to look at it. Food abortion. Yeah. That's just, (laughs) that's kind of how I view it. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Mike and Tabs, this is your opportunity to tell our listeners where they can find your show and what your show is all about. Well, you can, uh, you can find our show by visiting our link tree, which is officially uh, been rebranded, which on February 1st, we will be, changing our brand to the Grace Taproom podcast, but we are currently still happy our podcast. Until the uh, 31st, baby. Until the the 31st of this month, which is next, a week and a half from uh, mm, the recording yeah, of like this that. episode. Yep. Uh, that you can go to linktr.ee forward slash Grace Taproom podcast two. There you can find all of our uh our listening platforms, which wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, we're, we're right there. Uh, our merch store, uh, if you want to buy us a coffee, because, you know, after a, a long night of podcasting, we want to wake up the next and day. And drinking. We need hangover cures. <laughs> we, we do enjoy a nice, a nice hot cup of coffee or an iced coffee. Uh, our merch store is there. All of our socials, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Instagram. Instagram, TikTok. TikTok, we're all right there under our link tree, which can be found in our Twitter bio. Very cool. All right. Go check them out. It's a lot of fun, especially the parts that I'm on. Uh, go, <laughs> go, check uh, go listen to their uh, world uh, setting, world record setting, uh, like, what was it, 48-hour, 72-hour podcast? Uh, it was it a was 41 hours. and 41 hours, 11 minutes, 52 seconds. Oh. Wow. But I think, honestly, I do think YouTube pulled it down because somebody played music yes. somewhere oh. in there. We, we yeah. had a, uh, we used to have a third host who will be unnamed. Uh, he was playing music that was uh, No bueno. It was copyrighted, so YouTube did pull it. So we are still in the works of trying to get that squared out. So. Oh, that's annoying. Shoot. I play music all the time. I mean, all these clips are all copyrighted, but anyway. You're only allowed a certain amount of seconds, I do believe. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, there's. Well, it, there's also for, what do you call it, Sean? It's not fair use, but it's if you're reviewing something or you're. It, it or kind exclusive. of is. It kind of goes into yeah. fair use. And we, we because yeah. I get to play the clips. I mean, when I, I post stuff on YouTube, I'll get a note. Hey, I mean, the last time we got a copyright ding was like three years ago and it was a movie, uh, Turkey, literally the country of Turkey dinged it. I don't know why it was very weird. I have that email somewhere. It's funny. Anyway, <laughs> In the meantime, go to our website, Cheap Seat Reviews, or yeah, go to our link tree, uh, link tree slash Cheap Seat Reviews, or cheapseatreviews.libson.com. There you can find links to all of our other social media. Check out our YouTube. Uh, YouTube is kind of becoming a thing for us now. Uh, we're posting videos there of us, and it's kind of cool. And you should definitely go check out our RRR review because apparently it's, the, well, it's our most downloaded 
or it's our most watched YouTube video ever by a whole lot. Uh-huh. And it's it's already in the top third of our most downloaded episodes. So until now. Until, until this one drops. Until maybe this one drops. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> you never know. This one might be the one. I mean, just people might be flocking to YouTube just to see Sam's horrible AI things that he's created <laughs> in his background. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I will be. They are a little disturbing, I have to say. Yeah, the, the yeah. one that he still has uh, a picture, an AI-generated <laughs> version of me staring. Looking longingly. That, that, that is, the, the, the prompt was, man dreaming of cheeseburger. Nice. That's all you wrote was man, and that's what it came up well, with? Well, and I also sent it a link to one of your pictures. So okay. It, it, <laughs> all right. used you as a reference, and then... I want someone to look at me the way that that person is looking at that cheeseburger. Yeah. I will do that very thing for you, Sean. Oh, I <laughs> you are truly the um, entree of this podcast. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. I thought I was the entree. No, you were the salty dessert, remember? Mm. The, That's right. The caramel, salty the, caramel, you're the and French yeah, you're whatever. Just the side. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Next week, we are doing, <laughs> speaking of uh, food, we're doing the glass onion. Ooh, mm. nice. Next week. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I have not seen that one yet, so that'll be oh, fun. So oh, so good. I've seen so it. Good. I've seen it twice, and I'm really excited for Sam to watch it. And watching it the second time, I will say this. There's Don't a, ruin it. No, no. All I'm going to say is there's a little bit of the uh, uh, rewatchability kind of thing going on there. It's kind of like Knives Out. Knives Out was fantastic. When I watched it the second time, it was like, okay. You, know? you should just be excited to hear his accent in yeah. this movie. His, his, <laughs> yes, you will get... Uh, th- this so movie has accent. probably 65% more Daniel Craig. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, it's... it's Buttress. You must buttress yourself. I just, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Buttress. All right. Anyway, why don't you buttress yourself and go uh, listen to uh, Happy Hour Podcast. And, of course, go listen to us. Leave us a review, too. That'd be great. That's it. That's the show. That's all. I have nothing more to say. And, therefore, uh, I'll play this outro music to make me stop talking. And I will say that this has been an absolute blast. And thank you all so much for listening. And on behalf of Mike and Tabby, Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you next week for Happy Hour Pod. No, for Glass Onion. Not for Happy Hour. <laughs> this yeah. is Cheap Seat Reviews. I mean, you could do that too. That would be fine as well. But no, Glass Onion. I am pissed off at that hairline. <laughs> What's going on with your hairline? I don't understand. <laughs>